Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Welcome, everybody, to the Silver Screen Redemption, our comedy podcast where we create subjectively necessary sequels to your favorite movie franchises. I'm Houston Bodley. I'm Brian Perry. Hey, Brian. How's it going? Really good. We missed a week. We did. I missed you. Oh. How how are things on the movie front? Pretty good. Specifically I, uh, our movies. Our movies are, you know, you know, at this point, I don't even watch other movies. Just ours? All I Just need are our movies. the production of ours? Yeah. Um... Tell me about what what we do last time. Outback Uprising. Outback Uprising. Surprisingly, not it actually didn't do too well. Really, it did very well in Australia. Interesting, because they thought it was you know more you about know, Australia uprising to take right. over the world. Yeah, I think I think uh, we were going for that old timey look, right? Rem- I don't know if you remember. It's been a while. We had sort of the old timey look, but then you re- it was revealed that it was in the future. I think they just thought it was going to be. Sort of a historical. Oh, oh! I'm getting a text. Oh, uh, George Clooney just got punched in the face by a kangaroo. Oh my gosh! Not kicked, punched. Apparently, they decided to make a sequel, and they decided to use real kangaroos this time instead of mocap suits. Interesting. And the kangaroos had their own uprising on. Oh, actually, the weirdest thing. I actually just got a text. Oh, really? I don't know why they texted you the first one and me the second one, but. Uh... It actually says here it was actually Andy Circus that kicked him. It was a mocap suit. Oh, oh! I just got another text from my factual advisor, and he says Andy Circus was born and raised in a kangaroo's pouch. Now that's just not true. That's what he says. All right, there you have it. <laughs> this is breaking news. Breaking news. Andy Circus is part kangaroo, and now we know. So, and anyways, we made millions of dollars in Australia, though, because, I mean, ticket refunds. Okay. Who, who wants to take the time to refund the ticket? Well, can you? I don't know. I've heard that's a thing. I think okay. it, I think if people whine enough, they could probably get how, their money back. How are we going to get back on track? Uh, we just, we do need to. This week's sort of a, sort of a, not a dry spell. There's a lot of stuff coming out, but. Uh, well, we also missed a week, so we have a lot to work with. Yes, I that's true. I I don't want to hang our hats on this. I don't want us to just bank off the Australian money. I want a worldwide four-quadrant movie that will hit everyone. All four quadrants, yep. Here's an article I read this week while you were gone. I read this article. um, It's called How to Make a Movie Out of Anything, Even a Mindless Phone Game. Oh, this could help. Um, Oh. I kind of thought we'd start there maybe. Maybe that would... uh, Get us back in the game. I bit. see where you're going with this, because the Emoji movie's coming out this week. Yes, exactly. I think that's why the article was written. Um, but I thought it actually told a really interesting story about the Fruit Ninja movie, which is not out yet. Is that in the Emoji universe? Um, I don't know if they're connected. I, I don't know how that works. Um, but the Fruit Ninja movie just seems fascinating. Like, there's this whole article about how people are just hunting for intellectual property to use. They were like, you know, these studios don't want to take big risks. They want a built-in audience. 
So they're they're going after these IPs, and I think everyone sort of knows this. Um, I I actually took the article a little bit personally, sort of as a personal attack on us. It was probably written in response of our huge success up to Outback Uprising. Up to Outback Uprising, yeah. Like, these guys will make anything, but... Because before this, we were being compared unto Pixar up until maybe Brave. Yeah. Where just every movie, home run, home run. Jackson actually, that won an Oscar, it actually. Won, it won five Oscars because it, it was five movies. Yes. It won five best pictures. In one year. And five best directors. That's incredible. And five best actors and five best supporting actors. All ten awards went to Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Amazing. He really can do anything. Okay, so uh, putting this aside in their personal vendetta against the Silver Screen Studio. Yes. What does it have to say? Um, okay, so it talks about this guy, uh, or these two guys, Lavin and Damiani. Um, it says they've like written all these scripts that have never gotten picked up, and now they're working on Fruit Ninja. Um, and they bought it from a... I mean, they bought the, the rights temporarily as sort of a trial period, and I just loved this this portion right here. They agreed. There was nothing here, just fruit. Their work on projects like Flat Stanley, though, had shown them that having less to work with provided a greater degree of creative freedom. Uh, they spent hours discussing the essence of Fruit Ninja. For me, it's the messiness, the immediate release of destroying fruit, Damiani told me. For Lavin, the soul of the game is the feeling of frenzy. There's like a 60-second version of it where you can see how fast you can kill fruit, he says, which puts your brain in this weird, bizarre, focused place. And then he goes on to talk about how I imagine seeing it in 3D, just imagine a 20-foot-high pineapple monster. Uh, (laughs) That shot of yellow and orange, I'd go see this movie a dozen times. Uh, He talks about it being like a fruit zombie thing where there's an uprising, and I just think it's fascinating. This, uh, you know, we've got to use Fruit Ninja how are we going to do it? It's not like what's a great story to tell. It's like we want we want something. They're with scraping fruit ninja. the bottom of the well. Yeah, uh, so that's very interesting to me. And uh, how would you pitch the Fruit Ninja movie? Is the, my question. The Fruit Ninja because obviously movie. these guys are quitters. We don't have it. Yeah, well, I think it's coming. I, it is, and on I its don't way. think we make Hopefully. this our movie for the week. I think this is the animated short. This is our beginning. this is our creative writing prompt to sort of exactly uh, get our get our brains our, going. Uh, the brain fluids flowing. Yes. Um, let's see. Off the top of my head, Fruit Ninja, um, Karate Kid. Maybe we start with the Karate Kid, or maybe it's a fruit who is a ninja. Or we go back to the Karate Kid. Gordon Ramsay is Mr. Miyagi. Oh, okay. See he that? teaches him the the new fidget spinner. The new big deal that's on the street these days is karate chopping contests where you chop fruits. Okay. And you're judged on how well you can slice the fruits. Oh, that's pretty good. And people are using knives, as you would imagine. Yeah. So uh, let's well, speak it like a sword? It's not, it's not karate chopping. It's you use knives, you use swords. A, a katana, yeah. But Jaden Smith, who is playing Jaden Grape, is taught by Gordon Ramsay how to cut fruits better by karate chopping them. Oh, okay. Now I see where you're And going. at the end of the movie, instead of karate chopping, he actually does a swan kick, which is technically illegal, but he wins. He wins. Okay. Okay, I think that works. We'll uh, we'll sell that to these guys. Okay. Um, what was their names? Damiani and Lavin. Suck it. We did your work for you. You're welcome. Come at us. Pay us money. Okay. Um, but for reals, though, 
now that we have our 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 mini oh the conclusion of that was that someone did buy their did buy their i think fruit ninja would make a great netflix series yeah like a animated kids thing um new line cinema actually bought it oh really yeah okay well let's go ahead let's let's pull up the list of movies that came out this week okay uh the emoji movie obviously we got the emoji movie that could be interesting um let's just spitball elevator pitch right now what would be the emoji sequel what i don't, I don't even know what the th- first movie is like there's no care like i don't know what it is at all like i know what emojis i don't are. think you need to know it's all just right. about emojis so what would the sequel so, be so it could just be pitching well we'd have to pitch the first one first right if we don't know what it is well okay let me let me back it up i don't think we're gonna do emoji two we're gonna do ridiculous premise all in right. the emoji universe got it so or maybe we do an emoji wreck it ralph crossover okay that's Th- an idea that'd be fun because he's coming and breaking the internet in have Wreck-It we Ralph talked 2. about that no, we have. Haven't. We talked about how much I hate the title. Breaks the internet? No, not the whole, not just that part. I mean that part's whatever. The whole thing is called Ralph Breaks the Internet colon Wreck It Ralph 2. Really? It's backwards. It's not Wreck It Ralph 2 colon Ralph Breaks the Internet. It's Ralph Breaks the Internet colon Wreck It Ralph 2. And I'm so bothered by it and I don't know it's, why. It's like the Lost World Jurassic Park all over. Is again. that a thing? I just was I thought it was just called the Lost World. No, it's the Lost World: Colon Jurassic Park. I'm pretty positive. It, I mean, I, I, I could be sense. wrong. I could be wrong. I think I've only ever known it as the Lost World, and then someone says, "You know that Jurassic Park movie." That Jurassic Park movie. <sighs> that kind of pisses me off. Ralph, you're on my bad list. Ralph, I like Internet: you. Colon Wreck-It You broke Ralph my too. heart, Ralph. It's like let's go with an original title, which I it's a clever title. Ralph breaks the internet because he breaks things. Breaking the internet is a thing. It's pretty good. Just do Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah. A Wreck-It Ralph story. <laughs> Rogue Ralph. Rogue Ralph. Rogue Ralph. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we got Emoji Movie 2 crossover with Wreck-It Ralph. We got Atomic Blonde. I mean, sequel would probably be- She is very blonde. Atomic Brunette. Hydrogen. Well, I was going to say like Hydrogen Blonde. Because mm. that's- that's the play on words with it. It's Soviet Berlin. She's a spy, goes in, and it's atomic blonde, atomic bomb, oh, hydrogen bomb. Yeah. I actually don't know much about the movie. Um, there's Dunkirk, which everyone's talking about. Dunkirk would be. What do you think the next Christopher Nolan movie would be? The next Chris, I mean, Dunkirk 3, because he'll skip two. Obviously. Or Memento Zero. The prequel to Memento. No, it's a sequel. Because the time is because the time is ba- time, backwards. Okay, I, I see where you're going. I've never seen it. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay, I'll add it to my list. Um, he doesn't he doesn't really do sequels that much, with no. the exception of the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. It, if you had to pick a so he did a war film. He's done space. He's done dreams. He's done memory loss. He's done superheroes. What's what's his next thing? His next crazy Christopher Nolan spin. Inanimate objects. So Toy Story. No, the no Toy Story they are animate objects. Oh, it's they're just they're just actually not moving. Is this more of a horror movie or like a mystery? No, it just or, makes you think. Just makes you think? 
Is it kind of like this still frame documentary where it just it pans over a room and you're just supposed to decipher what the meaning of that is? Yeah. Okay. Bold new direction. Yeah, except Batman's in it. Is he hiding in the corner just trying to scare you or is he actually like walking around? No, he's hidden. And the nice thing is we don't actually have to cast anyone to be Batman. So it's uh, Where's Waldo of Batman? But he's not really there. It's very artistic. Okay, you lost me. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay, um, let's go to DVD releases. DVD releases. All right. I'm not. I'm not feeling anything sticking out yet with with the movie releases, the theatrical releases. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. Interesting. Boss Baby. A, cl- bo- oh. a classic. Maybe How have we Boss not Baby. talked about the Boss Baby yet? I uh, I'm a big Alec Baldwin fan, so. What have you seen, The Boss Baby? I have not. I have not either. Is it The what? Boss Baby? It really is. Anyway, The Boss what, Baby. How do you think he becomes a Boss Baby? Is he? I don't know how it works. Is he a a super baby genius? B Benjamin Button syndrome, or C he is a super ge- He's a normal man with a body development disorder. I think it's I don't think he's a just a baby genius cuz it's not just that he's like intelligent and can speak and things like that. He has like an organization like you know re- reporting He's to a him. mob boss baby. Yeah. Um what I think it is, I think the baby is is some kind of robot robot maybe. That he's just controlling. It sounded like he's had brobot there. Uh, he is a brobot. Well, what if what if we did with the spin-off? The boss baby's brother, the bro baby. Well, the the boss baby's brother is the other kid in the movie. I I think that he needs a twin brother that got separated at birth. Okay, and he's also very intelligent. What if he's like nice? What, what if, if he's like a nice fun baby? What if Christopher adult? Nolan directed this movie? Oh, I like this. this is this is almost better than my than my idea of the inanimate objects and the hidden Batman. The Christ the Christopher Nolan boss baby sequel, bro baby. <laughs> I wasn't going to laugh, and then it was just Bro- too good. Okay. I got it. I've got it. Okay. Bro baby. So, you know how we normally associate, like, babies who can talk as being geniuses? Yeah. We don't have, like, the, the stupid baby. Like, oh. what if they're, they're Well, because capable- if they were stupid, they wouldn't talk, right? What if normally. they're capable of talking, they just are a baby, and so they're dumb. They just don't get things. They're not so- a... They're not so you're saying not like abnormally dumb, just baby dumb because they're dumb. They're dumb. They don't know I'm, a lot of things. I'm thinking like Danny McBride or like Zach Galifianakis or Will Ferrell is going to voice this character. Oh, yeah, maybe Andy Samberg, maybe Seth Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen, one of that crowd. So like that that caliber of actor, Christopher Nolan, boss baby, dumb bro baby. You ready for this? I'm ready. His name's Kirk, dumb Kirk. Dumb Kirk the baby. Dumb Kirk the baby. <laughs> That's our movie. Well, it's it's got to be bro. I like I like bro baby too much. Bro, okay. Dumb Kirk colon the bro baby. Okay, that'll that'll Dumb just be his Kirk two colon the no. It's I I think it's just bro baby, but Dumb Kirk is a little homage to yeah, yeah, Christopher Nolan's former works. No, I like that. I I think we have to do live action with this too. Live action. Okay, so who's playing the baby? I think we superimpose. Danny McBride's face on the baby, beard and all. All right. Googling who is Danny McBride. I don't know this person. Even looking at him, I don't know who he is. Stick out your hands. 
close to the like face them at me. Okay. With the microphone. And that is how it's done. This means nothing to me. Hot Rod? Have you seen Hot Rod? I've seen parts of Hot Rod. I didn't like it. Is that well, like well, well that He's in the Angry Birds movie? He doesn't even look familiar. Like at all. The only ones I recognize that he's in are animated, so he's so in Kung Fu Panda too. I I get how he fits in the category though, so let's move on. Okay. <laughs> cool. Beard so and again. all, Danny McBride. <laughs> okay, His, so okay. Danny McBride is the bro baby. The bro baby. And obviously the trailer is narrated by Alec Baldwin. So I think it's this dynamic of however the boss baby went down. I'm just going to uh, go on a limb here that him and the older kid are now best buds. They're finally, yeah, they finally got They're along. content with life. So they're having a good time, good time. And then the the... The parents are like, hey, we actually had twins, but one of them was sick, and so we left it at the hospital to get better. We're bringing it home now. And this is where we're introduced to the bro baby. Yeah. And he comes in, and he can also talk, but he's not as good as hiding it. Oh, okay. And so, like, the parents- That's a fun angle. The parents are legitimately worried. Also, Alec Baldwin's face is- uh, superimposed. Good. Yeah. No. I, on the other baby. As soon as it was Danny McBride's face, I want this face, to be as creepy as possible. Yeah. As soon as it was Danny McBride's face, I assumed it's gotta be Alec Baldwin's face too. Yes. Who plays the other brother? The the, the older brother. Uh, Chris Pratt. Is it? Oh, are we recasting it? I was just gonna look up who it actually is. Oh, I don't know who it actually is, but it's Chris Pratt now. I like that. <laughs> That's really funny. He's also super. His face is superimposed onto yes. the little kid's body. It's gonna be. A CGI movie that looks live action. Yeah. It's like Jungle Book, the new one that came out. Yeah. Steve Buscemi plays Francis Francis in this movie. Is that the kid? I don't think it is. Tim is the kid. Miles Bakshi. I don't know who he is. Toby Maguire plays him as an adult, and he's the narrator. Let's just go Toby. Toby Maguire. I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, that'll work. And his face is childish enough. He can look like a he does. little kid. He's got baby face. Okay, so we got Toby Maguire, Alec Baldwin, Danny McBride. Parents, uh, Steve Tucci, and Holly Hunter. Okay. Why not? <laughs> Those are the parents. Okay, we got a good I should, cast. I should point out in the original, it's Lisa Kudrow and Jimmy Kimmel. Are their heads also in this movie? Like, So I, I'm fine with switching to to Stanley Tucci and uh, who was it? Did I say Steve Tucci? I meant Stanley Tucci. I don't know why I said Steve. I think I said it. I think you got it right. No, it's Stanley Tucci. No, I think you said it was Stanley Tucci the first time. I think I got it wrong. I don't think I did. All right. But anyways, uh, I kind of like Stanley Tucci and Holly Hunter in this. All right. But with their heads. But with their heads. Even though they could play the live action bodies, we're CGI imposing the heads. <laughs> yes, CGI heads. It's a very bold artistic direction for Christopher, for Christopher Nolan. For Christopher Nolan. But I think we need to throw a murder mystery element into oh, this. Oh, I love it. With an un like, we don't have a parallel structure of a narrative. It needs to be a little like Memento, maybe a little like Prestige. It's jumping around. Oh, okay. So we actually see them as adults, and they are no. What if it's like a kid history thing? Kid. <sighs> so that's that's why it's that's their brilliant. adult heads. That's why it's that's their why adult it's their heads. adult head. This makes it's so like much the opposite sense of kid now. history. It's like yeah. the opposite of kid history. They're adults. They're telling stories that they can remember from when they were babies. And so that's why we have the head superimposed. Yeah. 
That's brilliant. Well, and now we understand, like, and maybe you don't know this until the end. Right? Maybe you don't know that they're telling the story from their, like, future perspective. You just think it's, like, this weird, why is, why is it their heads? Okay. I like that. But then by the end, it's like, oh, like, they're, like, talking about this stuff because they need to... Why, why though? They Let's say they, they've been separated for some time, and now they're coming back together. They're like, hey, remember? Remember the events of Boss Baby 1 and also whatever happens in this movie? So I, I think Bro Baby, he doesn't get with the system. So Boss Baby and Tobey Maguire... They figure out their differences. Yes. Um, they get along. This new dynamic, he's kind of stupid. Like, he's making a mess yeah. of it. See, the boss baby, like, yeah, he was manipulative. He had his own little baby organization going yeah. on. But he, he kept the place clean. Like, he wasn't throwing parties or anything. Right, In right. comes bro baby. Uh, there's alcohol everywhere. And by alcohol, I mean root beer. But these yes. babies are still getting drunk. Yeah. And they're throwing frat parties. Uh, everything's a mess. This baby, he's not getting a job, even though he's capable of it. Yes. He, the the boss baby initially wants to go in, hey, let's do a business deal here. And the bro baby's like, yeah, sure. But then he shirks his duties. Right, because he's dumb he, Kirk. He's, super, he's dumb Kirk. And... <laughs> and so now it's this... It's this manipulation of how do I get bro baby out of the family? Yeah, yeah. Because well, he, he's ruining my organization. Yeah, and I think part of it is uh, the brother Tim, the older brother. Who's now Toby. Toby McGuire. He is now seeing this, like, the dumb one. And he's like, I want to be like him. Like, he's having fun. Yeah. Not like you, boss baby Alec Baldwin. That's also that's part of his where motivation. The, that's it's where like, the tension comes. Yeah. Because he used to be tight. They used to be bros. But now the real bro is still in the other bro. Yeah. And now they're not bros. Bro. Bro. Good. I really like this. So Alec Baldwin's here. This actually, I actually enjoyed some of the marketing for the Boss Baby. Uh, like the trailer and some other stuff. Like it did not motivate me to see the movie. But I did think some of it was clever. Um, a lot of it was based off of Alec Baldwin's character in Glengarry Glen Ross. I don't yeah. know if you know about this. Coffee's for closers. Exactly. Coffee's for closers, that whole thing. Uh, there were a lot of clever references. Yes. What Danny McBride character... What's his name? Is that his name? Yeah, Danny McBride. Yeah. What Danny McBride character is his bro baby going to be based off of? I think he's based off of Danny McBride. No, but like he has a char- like a character, right? Yeah, I think it's just Danny McBride as a real person. All right. I, I don't know the difference between real Danny and movie Danny. All right, that works. Okay, for for reference, we can use Hot Rod. Okay. That's kind of how I imagine him. Okay, cool. Uh, cool. No, I like this. Uh, What else do we need? I feel like we're missing something, but I don't know what it is. Do we need to go to the studio? That would probably help. All right. Do you want to go ahead and explain for our listeners what the studio demands are yes studio demands are like any self-respecting filmmaker um these are the requirements that our studio place on it i say studio with air quotes um but they're ideas that come from you uh ideas that that we need to incorporate into the movie we pick one every episode at random from this list and we work it in uh let's go ahead and uh, spin that spinner then 
directed by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Way ahead of you, studio. <laughs> okay, we'll go one one down on the list. Horror movie. They want okay. it to be a horror movie. <laughs> that was too perfect. <laughs> Okay, so we're doing two studio demands. So get off us, studio. Yeah, get off us, studio. We know what we're doing. It's directed by Christopher Nolan, and it's a horror movie. Okay. Based on the Boss Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Boss Baby 2, Bro Baby. Bro Baby, Um, Dumb Kirk. What kind of of horror movie are we looking for here? Are we going more like slasher direction? Is Alec Baldwin gonna be vindictive against the bro baby and put on a a, a mike myers mask and hunt him down or we go in like psychological thriller and he goes into madness and turns into jack from the shining or we looking at what if the first movie the boss baby was it was alec baldwin's memory of events right yes he's a psychiatric patient and as he's going through therapy he has completely blocked out the memory of his other brother because of some traumatic event that happened. So is this the prequel to The it's, Boss Baby? I think it's parallel. I think we retell the events of The Boss Baby. Intermixed, right? Like, we take scenes okay. from The Boss Baby, but they're different this time, right? It's like, oh, like, oh yeah, of course, of course brother Danny was there. Yeah. Kirk, sorry. But it was just too traumatic. Yeah, an and he blocked it out, and, like, you eventually build and build... And, like, if you've seen the first one, you're like, wait, if this, if that part wasn't true, then what about this part? What about this part? And that's why it's them talking about it as adults. So it is kind of like a psychological it's like a, it's thriller. A, it's a therapy session. Okay. Narrating a past traumatic experience that Alec Baldwin's character has had. Okay. And they weren't actually babies either. I think that's the other thing. Why would they be babies? That explains why they can talk. They're not really babies. It's that's, just this messed up memory. He's like, oh, what, from my childhood, I remember this. That's why they look so creepy with CGI heads. Yeah, they're so infantilized, right? Exactly. This, oh. It we was, cracked it. We cracked it. Thank you, Two studio. things. One thing, the first, I think we just played the Inception soundtrack, the Freddy Cougar yes. tuba. Yes. That riff, the whole time. So good. What is but, the traumatic event? Maybe we never know. And you have to figure it out. Maybe like you just a, left your imagination. Typical, That's very Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Th- oh, I'm amazed how Christopher Nolan-y this yeah. movie turned out Like, Like, you know something's messed up, and you know something bad is happening. And, like, we get to see the story of him processing it. That's the real story. But there was some event, and you just can't pin it down. Why, why, so why we, is the race, relationship with these two brothers so bad? So let's go backwards with this. Okay. We don't figure out what the event is, but we need to find the side effects of it. Yeah. What What is the conclusion because of this traumatic event? Maybe so, the brother's dead. The brother's dead. That's why we don't see uh, Dumb Kirk in the, mo- in the original Boss Baby. Yeah, he's blocked him out. Because that would be too traumatizing in a kid's movie to be like, hey, this baby, he's gone. So let's just cut him out. This yeah, is our just... kid-friendly version. Now, bro, baby, the true uh, unadulterated real event. So let's say they were t- really 12 or 13 in the story. Okay. Like when this this whole thing went down. But he's remembering it as like, oh, like we were so innocent back then. We were babies. 
Um, I kind of like this reverse dynamic where Alec Baldwin and Dan McBride are the older kids, right? Are the older adults, and Tobey Maguire is the younger brother, but he acts like the more mature one because Alec Baldwin and Dan McBride are arguing so much. And so to add to this fantasy yeah, element, yeah. that doesn't have anything to do with the plot, but I think that's an interesting aspect to add to it. I do think that's interesting, yeah. What about a therapist? What if, what if we introduce a character in the story and you don't know it is the therapist but it is like there's another baby maybe maybe the neighbor baby the neighbor baby it's also in these memories rosaria dawson okay Works from daredevil me. i i i feel like she could play a good therapist a therapist baby therapist baby of course because i think we keep the tone pretty light like it is a horror at the end i think for a lot of it it's still pretty light there's hints that something is not right I, I think it's just, it's an atmospheric thriller. Yeah. Until the very end, when everything breaks loose. And you have Alec Baldwin chasing uh, Dan McBride through through the house. Yeah. And, like, obviously in real life, it was a normal chasing. But we do it through the perspective of babies, where it's like he's crawling out of his cradle to get at him. Yeah. And so we have this kind of, this, like, ring image of him, like, coming out of the cradle. Yes. Out. And so it's this traumatic chasing, and they're just crawling down the hallway. They're tumbling downstairs. They're knocking over uh, uh, knife holders. So there's knife holders. There's knives falling yeah. everywhere. Very scary imagery Very from scary. a baby's perspective. And then it's this Life of Pi incident where he kind of retells the story where – It's like, which is the true version? Which is the true version. Yeah. And we see glimpses of the real horror aspect where he's actually throwing those knives. He's actually uh, coming... Here's what, I'm think- Here's what I'm thinking. Even if we don't show it in the movie, maybe we need to figure out what is the actual event that happened. I'm imagining... So like, like I said, they're like 12 or 13. They're still innocent. It's not they're like trying to kill each other. I, I imagine one of them chasing the other on a bike. Okay. Right? He's mad and he's like, oh, you took this, you know, toy from me or whatever. I'm going to chase you down, right? And what he's did mad. he actually... Uh, maybe he, it's because uh... he's the bro baby. He steals Alec Baldwin's car and crashes it. Oh, so the okay, into so Alec we're... Baldwin's girlfriend. Oh yes, and he died. And maybe he drives it. Into and a we river? just see bro baby on a little tricycle knock over a, a, a the boss baby's little like friend friend yeah. baby and give her a boo boo. And that's the image we see. Yeah. And everything else in the movie. We see through the baby version and the real life version. So we never Is that see- live action? Yes. That'd be cool. And so we never actually it's left to our to be inferred what the tricycle crashing into the kid scene is. Yeah. What was that in real life? And obviously you can kind of put it together that it's a car yes. crashed into the girlfriend. But that's, that's But it never shows the live action exactly. gr- aged version of them. Exactly. Cool. No, I like this. Um, you know who I'm thinking for Toby Maguire's character in the live action scenes? What's that? Tom Holland. Okay. <laughs> Wait, okay, so I'm confused. So so when they're babies, they have human adult heads. Live action. When they're teenagers, it's all live action. But okay. they're but they have to be younger, okay, right? Because the one they're babies and adults, which you know, that means a lot. That's very symbolic, probably. We need a twist where we think one of the brothers 
what if you, Alec Baldwin is like like a like a stoner hippie like bro as an adult, and he is the Toby. We think he's the Toby Maguire character. No, we think he's no, the Alec uh, Baldwin character. So okay, I'm losing myself <laughs> here. This is very confusing. It's very Christopher Nolan. Al, the Alec Baldwin baby and the Danny McBride baby are going at each other, and the Toby Maguire baby is trying to keep them together. He's like yeah. the loose, chill, hippie brother right. that's trying to do the best he can. We fast forward in time. The chill, hippie brother is actually Alec Baldwin because the events traumatized him. And the Alec Baldwin baby is now um, some other actor, and he's gone crazy. He's in an asylum. He's Steve Buscemi. He's Steve Buscemi. And Danny McBride baby's dead. Yes. Oh, man. This is so crazy. I think we just went off the deep end and a bunch of listeners just I think, turned off. I think it all worked, though. But I think... It was uh, perfect. It was art. It was art. After everything, it was art. In conclusion, bro baby dead, boss baby is in a mental asylum. Played by Steve Buscemi. And Tom Holland, who we think is going to be Tobey Maguire, is actually Alec Baldwin. It's actually Alec Baldwin, <laughs> yes. No, I like that. This is like... This is good stuff. I think we need to stop here before I hurt my brain. <laughs> I want to watch this movie. That's all I know. It, if someone can like write down this story for us and recap our thoughts so it makes sense. If only we were recording it. We, we would love that. <laughs> okay, okay, so we, we pulled off the directed by Christopher Nolan horror movie based on Boss Baby. We did it. We did it. Good job, Brian. Yes. Okay, All let's right. wrap up. Let's wrap up. Do you want to tell them our stuff? I'll tell them everything. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on social media. Uh, on Twitter, we're at Screen Redeem. Uh, or on Facebook, the Silver Screen Redemption. Silver Screen's all one word. Send us ideas for movies we should talk about. Uh, studio demands you are the studio. Um, just ideas you'd like to hear us do. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a rating and subscribe so you don't miss out on uh, any episodes. I, I need to go take some Advil. I've got a headache <laughs> after this episode. What do we decide the title is, though? Oh, the well, I like the Dunkirk, but I, I think we got away from that. Like, it was a nice a nice little Yeah, joke. he wasn't so dumb in the end. He, he was wasn't. just frat boy. Yeah. Uh, we got away from that. It, uh, it depends. How misleading do we want to be? Right? Because we could just call it the bro baby, and everyone would be like, baby. oh, that's fun. That's like a fun, that's... like, the second boss baby. Or do we do some kind of hint that it's, you know... A little more sinister. The bro baby? Question, question mark? mark? Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe we just throw in the question mark, and then people are like, oh, bro. Oh. 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 Is it, is it the bro baby? Is it the bro baby? I don't know. We don't know. I like that. We'll never know. And then on, like, on all the posters and stuff, do we keep it full CGI, or do we reveal that the adult heads are on there? I don't think we show any of them. We're going to completely just like- I think it's just a black background. And it just says the bro baby, the bro baby question mark directed by Chris. Written Nolan. in blood. <laughs> no, no, we keep it light. We keep it light. Maybe it's, it's like just, a spilled it's black and white, like a spilled bottle of milk. Maybe I think we do. It's like what happened. You know how the bottle spill. But we could do it in red. So red lettering. The bottle is in red. So it's like it's only right. black and red. The whole yeah, poster. Yeah, yeah. And so you think it's just like color scheming? Yeah. No, that's blood coming out of the bottle. Oh dear. Uh, it's a little too much, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll go back to black and white. Okay, I like the black and white.
Okay, I think we should wrap it up here. All right. <laughs> um, like we say every week. What do we say? Oh, <laughs> I'm Houston. I'm Brian. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there here. You normally say this. Oh, you're right. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. Any similarities to actual persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental.